Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 106. Today's episode isn't going to be an overly long one because I'm mostly just introducing the next series that I'm doing. But before I get into that, I do want to do the station news. If you want to check out my website, please feel free to do so. And you can do that at hugenhoff.org. That is H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F dot org. And if you want to send me emails, feel free to do that. And that's at hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. I check that email periodically. I'm not actually great about it. I need to check it today, actually. Uh, Anyway, I'll get around. I'll get back to you eventually. Um, I do want to apologize for being late. It was the girls' spring break, and that kind of took precedence. We went on a camping trip and went to see a cave. It was a lot of fun. Um... But I didn't do the podcast because I was doing the spring break stuff. So it's coming out a little late this month. Hopefully I'll be back on schedule next month. Um, Oh, also, if you have not checked out Lore's book, you should do so at Amazon.com. Just look for Stephen Oaks, and the links are actually in the show notes. So check that out. My book is also there. The links are also in the show notes. So now that all of that is out of the way, I think... I want to talk about the next series that I'm doing. Um, I think I'm going to do like Inspired by the Gods series. So very similar to the Inspired by the Rune series. This is not going to be a deep dive into the gods. This is not going to be like an academic look at the gods where... So I guess what I'm saying is if you want to learn about the fundamentals of Odin, this isn't really the place that you do that. This kind of assumes that you know at least a little about him. And this is going to be more what I feel about Odin and some of the things Odin reminds me of. So it's not going to be me teaching you who Odin is. I think there's even a podcast about that where I go over kind of who the gods are uh, somewhere in the backlog. That's not what this is. This that's That's not what this is. This is me saying like... Odin is a god of knowledge, and knowledge is important to me for these reasons, and knowledge was probably important to our ancestors for these reasons, and Odin is important for these reasons. So again, it's not like a historical explaining who Odin is as much as it is my ideas about Odin and why I think he's important, and then maybe some like personal ideas I have about Odin, which maybe aren't even popular. Odin would be a good example. I think there's a big... I I think that a lot of people think that Odin doesn't want Ragnarok to happen, which is not actually a belief I hold. I believe Odin doesn't want Ragnarok to happen until the world is ready for Ragnarok to happen, which is a pretty big distinction, and it wouldn't be like, uh, I'm going to tell you who Odin is. That's not the time for that conversation. But in this, inspired by the gods, I might bring it up, and I might even say, I might even bring up like why is it necessary for things to end why can't we just have a never-ending system like and and then draw that back to the cyclical nature of um, the world around us and why a cyclical nature is is good and then it gets very tangenty as you see so that's kind of the goal of this for me to just use this as a jumping off point to talk about some things which are connected to certain gods so i'll be going over um some of the gods that i spend more time with i suppose i'm not going to go over every single god and i'm not even going to hit all the important ones necessarily because they're all important and i'm not going to hit every single one i'm just going to hit some big ones that are important to me, like obviously Odin and Bragi and Freya, Frigga, 
So there'll, there'll be a number of different gods that I go over, but it's it's not going to be an exhaustive an exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination. And a lot of it is going to be, again, be getting tangenty, because this is not the place I expect you to learn who the gods are. If you want my perspective of the god, who the gods are, there's an episode way earlier, and I wouldn't even suggest that. There are so many people who are so much better qualified than me to explain who the gods are. Um, obviously, the Poetic Eddas are going to be a great place um, to learn about them. That's probably the best place because it's the quote-unquote original source. It's not actually the original source, but it's an old source. It's put together by um, Snowy Sturlis and ages ago. Uh, so that's a that's one of the best sources. You would also probably want to look at archaeologists because you know there's all sorts of books about who the gods are, and they're written by archaeologists who actually know a lot more than me because it's literally their job. So they're going to probably give it a good, they're probably a good place to, to get information as well. Um, the thing is, I feel like anybody who's Austro-True is automatically biased to some extent because they have like their own personal religious beliefs mixed in with this thing, which, I mean, granted, our ancestors would too, because this was like their religion. So there would be that bias in there. But sometimes when you're learning, it's nice to get the historical perspective rather than the religious perspective. Or maybe it's best to have both. I don't know. What I am saying is there are definitely going to be a lot of biases that I have that I bring in to this. So this isn't necessarily where you want to learn who the gods are in the least biased ways. I feel like historical perspectives in a lot of ways are better because there's not going to be, at the very least, there's not going to be any religious biases. Will there be biases? Absolutely, because historians have biases too, and they have points to prove and things they believe that they want to use this as an opportunity to quote-unquote prove. So be aware of those biases. I'm just saying I'm going to have a lot of personal and religious biases brought in, and the historians won't have quite so many of those biases. And also, they're part of an academic structure, which maybe keeps some of the more obvious biases out. Though ironically brings in other biases, which are maybe just a bit more subtle. Anyway, it's all very complicated. What I'm saying here is this is mostly me talking about the way that I view the gods and the worlds and religion, and this is kind of just a jumping off point. So again, this is not going to be like a historical academic view of the gods. That's not the point of this series that I'm starting. So I don't want to actually get into any of the gods today because that's what the series is. What I do want to do is talk about who the gods are, at least to me, and why they're important. So there's actually a lot of debate on this one, and just like my personal close group of friends, you know, um, I've talked, I, I, I don't talk to a billion people about Ostro, because I am, for the most part, I think that religion, or I definitely think that religion is your own personal relationship with deity. So 
if there's someone who's not Austro, I'm not going to walk up to him and be like, hey, let's talk about religion. And also, my religion is right, and you're going to knife hell unless you believe me. I'm the opposite of that person. I think everybody can have their own religion, and I think everyone should have their own religion. I'm not going to tell anybody I'm right and they're wrong. Because of that, I don't talk to a billion people about religion. So, my point is, it's a small sample size that I'm talking about here. But even in that small sample size, there are big differences. So there's multiple ways to view the gods. One way that I heard early on, actually, is the fact that they're ancestors. So literally, a long time ago, Odin was a person, and Thor was a person, and Frigga was Odin's wife, a person, and they were like really great people. They were like heroes, you know, like are written about in the, in the Eddas, and then they died. And there is an afterlife in this theory. And they went to the afterlife and they kept doing really great things. And eventually, because they were so heroic in life, they were raised to the status of God. So they like were raised to the Godhood status. And that's who they are. They're ancestors who have actually died. The reason we would be interested in them is because, I guess mostly because they're older than us, they've been around longer than us, they have seen more things than us. So that's one way to view the gods. A different way to view the gods is they are not real, and they were never real in the strictest sense of they are conscious beings. Our, our ancestors tried to, our ancestors made sense of the world and tried to relay that information to their descendants through stories. Because that is how we learn as humans. We, we tell stories which pass on these lessons. Like the boy that cried wolf. The boy that cried wolf. There wasn't actually a boy who actually cried wolf. Maybe there was. I don't know. This is an example. Let's pretend there wasn't. But the point is you shouldn't say thing you, you shouldn't cry wolf you shouldn't say something is here when it's not and if you do then bad things will happen like no one will believe you when the actual thing happens all right so that is a teaching story but the boy who cried wolf was probably never actually real or like chicken oh what's the chicken chicken little when the sky is falling telling you not to panic about everything there probably wasn't actually a talking chicken but it's a informative story that tells us not to panic the little red hen who makes the bread and nobody will help then she doesn't share the bread the little head hen wasn't real it's a way to say that you need to help if you want to reap the rewards so all of these stories are a way for us to give information so that's a view of the gods the gods were never real but we care about them because they are stories that are informative to us and can teach us things so we should have a relationship with the gods quote unquote we shouldn't when you have a relationship with the gods, you don't have the relationships with the gods. You have a relationship with stories and your understanding of those stories. And in essence, you're really having a relationship with ideas that then you can learn from. So that's one. Another way to view the gods is like they're just archetypical beings. They don't exist in the typical sense. They exist as like archetypes. Um and you interact with those archetypes again they're not conscious entities they're just something that you understand in a like primordial way um sort of along the same lines a popular belief was was like that but the archetypes exist in in yourself so when you have a relationship with odin for example you're having a relationship with the curious intellectual side of yourself and when you have a relationship with 
Freya, you're having a relationship with the more physical, sensual side of yourself. And the gods aren't real, they're just ways to understand who you are and the different aspects of you, because every person has multiple aspects, and that's what the gods are. And then, of course, there is the, I guess you'd say most straightforward way, and this is more the camp that I fall into, is that the gods are gods. They didn't used to be people. They're not just ideas. They're not just archetypes. Um, they may also be those things. But first and foremost, the gods are entities that exist in the nine worlds. And they make decisions. And they have stories about them. And the, in that case, when you have a relationship with the gods, you have the relationship with the actual gods. Like there is an entity who you are speaking to through meditation or however you do that through the runes whatever that is um and the reason you should have a, a relationship with those entities because in austria you'll quickly learn well, not necessarily you'll learn that gods are not perfect in the sense that they maybe are in other religions it's not as if they can do no wrong i think there's a really good argument like do the gods make mistakes or if we read the stories close enough, can we see they actually made the right decision? Um, and that's something that is probably going to come up in the future. It's definitely come up in the past. Uh, we, we see some stories where at first, first glance it looks like the gods are doing unethical things. But if you really look at it closer and understand what's really happening in the story, you're, you can see they're not actually doing unethical things. They're just doing things that are maybe strange or not not normally things you would do um there's been a lot of examples of those maybe i won't bring it uh, bring them up right at this moment uh, but there's there's an i guess there's an argument do the gods make mistakes and then fix those mistakes or are the gods always ethical and that's a debate which is a good debate but not for right now but if you have a relationship with the gods as the gods because they are entities that exist separate from yourself and they are actually conscious rational entities you can have, you can have that relationship and the reason you're working with them or having a relationship with them is it's again it's more because they're your ancestors they're the ones odin especially who like gave us the spark of life we're here because they helped us get here so like a parental or, or a grandparent relationship like they're the reason we're here so we want to have something to do with them and also because they have been around for a really long time and they would be really wise they know a lot of stuff because they've been long, around for such a long time just like you might want to spend time with your grandparents and have a good relationship with them because they've been through all of this stuff that you haven't been through. You might call your grandparents up or even your parents and ask or, or even another relative who's older and ask for parenting advice. You're like, oh, I have this going on with my kid. She never listens or something. How did you deal with this? And you would hope that since the grandparent had been through this, she could really give you some good advice be like all right well i know what i did and then i guess there's two ways it could go it's like i know what i did and it worked or i tried these things and they failed but this one worked uh, and and in that case you know they're not perfect but they still have good advice it's like well 
you would think just taking their toys away would work, but that doesn't really work. You have to reason with them and find out why they're upset. Maybe that's the advice. Whatever the advice is, you go to them instead of thinking you can figure it out on your own, simply because, well, they're older and they've already been through it. So that's kind of, so from my personal perspective, that's usually where I'm coming from, a relationship with the gods, the idea that they are actual entities that actually exist and I can and I can and should interact with them because they've been long, around a long time and they're wise. So that's a big part of it. I also think it's true that they are archetypical though. I mean, I guess everybody sort of and everything sort of fits into an archetype, so the gods are no exception there. I also think that they are good descriptions of natural events. Though I would say the way that I understand that usually is the opposite of most people. Most people would say, oh, okay, so the, the thing about um, Thor. Thunder comes from Thor hitting his anvil with his, or, with his hammer. So like Thor, or, uh, thunder comes from Thor's hammer hitting stuff, right? So most people would say, our ancestors didn't understand thunder, so they used Thor's hammer to explain thunder. I kind of think that's backwards. I think our ancestors were trying to describe how powerful Thor's hammer was, so they said, well, everybody knows what thunder is. Everybody understands that thunder is a primordial, loud, powerful force, and that explains Thor. So Thor's hammer makes thunder was to say, like, if you want to understand the power of Thor's hammer, think about thunder. So there is definitely a connection between natural events and the gods, which is useful for explaining them. And But the, I, I think there's some connection there, is my point. And then I also think the stories of the gods are very powerful on a primordial level, and we can learn a lot from them. I don't think you even have to believe the gods are real to learn a lot from those stories. I personally do, but it's not necessary like those stories in and of themselves are very powerful that's why they've stuck around for so long and also i do think we have like a familiar like a family connection with the gods so stories about them stick around for such a long time for that reason as well which you see a lot of which is why you see so much interaction between like popular culture and some of our old stories um, Lord of the Rings is the most obvious. There's like a lot of Norse-influenced stuff in there. Um, and it's not even on purpose. It's just that like naturally these are things that are like inherently powerful to us. So they survive. Or like the comic book movies where you have Thor as the superhero and Odin and stuff. Uh, that gets some easy points for people liking it because there are certain like powerful aspects. We, we just feel drawn to stories that are similar to those like old stories that that we used to have anyway um and video games viking-esque characters and norse-esque characters come up all the time because a lot of those stories and you know like the whole end of the world thing even though this is going more archetypical because most religions have an end of the world um but these stories are like on some deep level important and meaningful to us so we see them pop up in pop culture even without like a religious um connection it's not a religious movie 
or video game or anything like that. There's just certain stories that resonate with us. And the reason they resonate with us is probably because they're stories about the gods and our ancestors and those naturally resonate with us. Anyway, where I'm going to be coming from in this series is going to be... Obviously, it's going to be coming from my perspective of thinking that you should have a meaningful relationship with the gods and my main reason of like, why do you want this relationship in the first place is ultimately going to be that they have gone through these things and learned these things and they can pass them on to you so you can understand. So all of that is kind of saying when I, one of the things I'm doing when I'm looking at having a relationship with the gods Part of it is just having a relationship with the gods because they're like a family thing and that's fulfilling. But probably maybe a bigger part is trying to understand the world and myself. So again, a lot of this series is going to be this god does this thing and that helps me understand myself in these ways. Because that's a, that's a lot of the reason you're having a relationship with the gods in the first place, is to help understand yourself. Um, and I think that's okay. I mean, I guess there's an argument there, isn't, that, isn't there? Like, why do you visit your grandparents, let's say? Well, part of it is so you can spend some time with your grandparents and be nice to them and they're nice to you and you just get along but part of it is because you want to better yourself and understand that that knowledge that they have and that's okay right that's question is that okay or is that ultimately selfish you should not be spending time with your grandparents to learn about yourself because that's self-centered and you should be spending time with your grandparents to make them happy before they die i think you can have both Personally, I think you can have both. I think you can spend time with, and I guess I should talk about my my actual parents because my grandparents have already passed on. Um, but you know, I spent time with them too. Um, but but I think it can be both. You know, when I visit my dad or whatever, a big reason is so that I can spend time with him and say like, I care about you and make him feel better that like you know it's nice to have a visit from your kids yeah that's that is a huge part but when i'm over there i'll often ask him questions too or you know or my mom i'll i'll often ask i'll ask them questions like hey i'm trying to do this thing and i don't know how to do it like how long do you cook ham hocks or something it's something i haven't done a lot i know that you do this so i'm going to ask you this question or like how did you set up these trains whatever the question is i'm going to be asking these things or like what's our family history that's a big one that i've been bringing up a lot lately a little bit it's selfish because a big reason i'm going over there is to pick up tidbits of family history so maybe that's selfish but I'm also visiting them at the same time, so I'm pretty sure that's okay. So I think I think you can do both. So now in this series, I can't really say like, well, having a relationship with the gods has made me happier and feel like I'm like part of that greater family or whatever. Yeah, I can say that, but who cares? I can't really get that across to the audience in words. It's just something you have to do on your own. 
Um, same thing if I told you like, oh, I have a really good relationship with my grandpa. Isn't that great? Okay, thanks. But that doesn't help you. It doesn't mean it's not important. It's important for me. It's important for my grandpa. It's important, sure, but you can only say that once and then you're done. But what this is, is I, I could say to you, hey, my grandpa gave me this cool story about um, my great-great-grandpa and how he used to be an actor, whatever it might be. And that could be a fun story for you to listen to. Or, or I could say, hey, I just asked my mom how many ham hocks you need in a soup, and you can get away with one, but it should probably be two. That might help you if you needed to know that. Um... So those are things that I can pass on. So in the same way, if I were to say having a relationship with Odin is fulfilling, okay, that's a sentence and I'm done now. But I could, I, I could spend more time saying like Odin is a god of knowledge and knowledge and being curious makes you a happier person for these reasons. That's something that you can actually use. And you can be like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Maybe I can try being curious i <laughs> i feel like that's a really simplistic example <laughs> and now i just imagine the other like oh i never thought about thinking before maybe i'll try using my brain and obviously that's so simplistic it's ludicrous everybody's curious it's just a human trait um but there can be useful things come up like like that, why you should continue being curious. See, being curious probably isn't good. I feel like it's self-evident why being curious is a good thing. Maybe it'd be something more like understand language on a deeper level. That's something Odin does teach us about with the runes. Um, how language in and of itself is, is actually really powerful and magical. And that's something interesting. Saying like, on your if you're on a path to do something magical... You can't skip language. You have to spend some time and think about language. That's something that I could say that then is useful, and it's more than the one sentence of, well, having a relationship with the gods makes you feel better. Because that's not, that's not overly helpful. And again, I can only say it once, and then it's done. But these other things I can go on and talk about more. And, and that's what I'm doing. That's what this series is going to be about. Like, what things do you get? From the gods. What things do you get from Odin or Frigga or whoever you're dealing with? Um, why should you spend more time with them? Maybe what should you expect if you do spend more time with them? Or, you know, maybe, and I think a lot of times it's going to come down to like, here's my thoughts on motherhood and being a good mother, if I'm talking about Frigga. That's something that, you know, m might come up. Um, and, and it feels like it's completely gone off a tangent. It's not about the gods anymore. But that's okay, because it, it is about something the gods represent. And if you worked with the gods, that particular god, that's a tangent that would naturally come up and you might go down that path. So that's kind of what this series is all going to be about, like dealing with the gods. And all I'm saying for today, which I'm wrapping up now, all I'm saying for today is everybody a lot of people are going to see the gods differently. You know, not everybody is going to see them as rational entities who exist outside themselves and they can be actually conversed with. That's me, but that's not everybody. 
A lot of people are going to see them in different ways. But I think there's another question. Why are you trying to have a relationship with the gods? And that's a two-part question. One is to have that familiar connection. For me, maybe that's what it is. That's not what this series is about, even though I think it's important. But the other thing that I believe most people could agree on is part of the reason you have a relationship with the gods or the stories of the gods, if you're of that persuasion, is to understand the world around you and yourself. It sort of just is that the first primary reason you have the relationship or is that a secondary reason you have a relationship because if you think the gods are real the first primary religion the first primary reason would be to have a family connection to them as you do your grandparents but then the secondary reason is to learn about the world again as you do your grandparents i learned so much stuff from my grandparents um like what mushrooms to eat um and how to fix tractors I don't really use that how to fix tractors knowledge anymore. Uh, but I still know what a morel is and how to find it. It's not actually hard, but it's something you necess not necessarily would have thought of if you didn't have a grandma to, to show you that. Um, so that's really what this is focusing on, those like practical reasons of like, how do I understand the world around me? How do I understand myself through having a relationship with the gods or the stories of the gods or however you have that understanding and relationships. So that's kind of what this is focusing on. So I'm going to uh, wrap it up there for this month. And next month, we'll actually jump into the series. I'm probably going to start with Odin and then go to Braggy because those are my two patrons and then go on there. I might even revisit gods as I think of other things about them. Um, and this series is probably going to go on for a while because there's a lot of gods and goddesses again i'm not going to cover every single one um, but this one will probably go on for a while uh so yeah uh i think that's it um yeah so the series is really going to start next month but everyone thank you very much for listening i want to remind you if you want to check out my website you certainly can do that and that's at hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. You can send emails to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out Amazon for Stephen Oaks because he has books and also me. Everything you need to do that is in the show notes. Thank you, everyone, very much for listening. And I will talk to you next month. Frahel.